Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matt as always. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. The uh, grand final has come and gone and now we've got the uh, yeah. off-season. Yeah, it's a long way to go, especially if you're um, only an NRL fan. I know mm. you and I have been watching some English rugby league and some different games from around the world, so uh, we'll continue doing that for as long as we can. But yeah, it's going to be a long off-season until round one next year. Especially with no World Cup. Yeah, no World Cup, unfortunately. Mm. Um, hopefully at the end of next year, though, we'll go ahead. Uh, good game at the grand final, though. 14-12, one of the closest, closer grand finals of the last little bit. Um, two teams that really played quite well. Um it really showed up on the day. So congrats to the Penrith Panthers for their two-point win over South Sydney, who made probably one too many errors. Unfortunate. Mm, uh, and congrats, big congratulations to Matthew Burton. Get the ring in yeah. now. Um, what from November? Take off that Panthers gear and you know bring the ring to Belmore yeah. and show us how it's done, buddy. Well, I even saw um, Brent Maiden with a ring, so. The 18th man must get a ring as well. So he was out celebrating with his ring on his finger as well. Yeah. Even though he didn't play in the game. Both of them on Instagram, Brent Naden actually said, let's do this again next year for the doggies, bro. <laughs> and then that Burton seemed that to right? agree. Yeah, it seemed to agree. So bring, uh, both of them That's had, good. well, Matt Burton had a terrific year and uh, Brent Naden actually played really well in games that he was actually in for the Panthers. So yeah, congratulations to both of them. And you, as we know, we spoke to Dennis Scott in the podcast earlier, who was part of two premiership sides in the squads uh, for Broncos and Bulldogs. He never actually got to play in the grand final. You know that uh, it's a squad effort to get you over the line. Um, if you play one game or you play 20 or 28 or whatever games, it's a squad effort. You need the depth and you need players pushing on your toe, like pushing other players to get to the next level. Um, so, Congratulations. The only Matt Burton Instagram video I saw was um, I think Tyrone May telling him to backflip on the doggies. No, Tyrone May should just backflip off social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the week he's had. Anyway, moving on, news in the kennel, Scotty. Yeah, so uh, it looks like uh, Christian Crichton and Ophelia Gogden, uh, in particular Ophelia Gogden, is uh, told they're not wanted at the the Bulldogs for next year. Apparently, both of them were have under the impression that they were going to get offered a contract uh, for mm -hmm. next season, uh, which, you know, it's a bit weird because they weren't officially departed by the Bulldogs after mm -hmm. the 12 players. So they'll feel a little bit, you know, ripped off because they're like, hey, where's our little video and wishing us the best uh, moving forward. Um, but, ooh, yeah, I mean... Not a surprise. It was more of a surprise now that it came out now than it would have. Like, it wasn't been a shock if those two names were added on the list. Yeah. And I follow the game. It's, it's going to sound quite harsh coming from me. So I hope the two players are listening. But um, it's what we need to do. Like, mm -hmm. these players that, and they've had potential to go on and do more, but these players at their time at the club, they've been mediocre at best. So we need to be in a position as a club where we're moving those players on to making space for the next up-and-coming young talent or um, bringing in superstars. Like, those players probably wouldn't last long at a club like Melbourne, uh, which is a constantly successful club. So we need to make sure that, that it lasts long at a club like ours if we're going to get to that top and sustain ourselves at the top of the NRL tree. 
Mm. So no, nothing overly official yet by the Bulldogs. They haven't departed them or anything, but they don't actually have a contract. So you need to sign something before November 1, unless there's yeah. a train and trial deal or a, a uh, development one, which would be a backward step for both those two or an Israel's Cup contract. Well, nothing's That's... coming for one of those players in particular, after Hickey Ogden, mm. um, after being caught with uh, drugs, in, in possession of drugs, unfortunately. So Allegedly. We'll say allegedly. Allegedly. Um mm. So that looks like that's going to hurt him as well going forward after a week of um, bad headlines in regards to the NRL and uh, different types of powders. Yeah, well, Ogden, of course, gets not just as well. You can have a go at, like, you know, the Melbourne 2, and you can have a go at Reese Walsh. Um, the Melbourne, Melbourne three. 3. Yes, that's right. The actual PE teacher uh, <laughs> was in there as well. <laughs> you can have a go at the Melbourne 3. Um, and you can have a go at Reese Walsh. Uh, they did it on, um, you know, grand final week. Mm. Um, but Alfie Ogden did it the day before the grand final, and the news broke like two hours before the game kicked off. I mean, I know he's not a, like the superstar who makes headlines, yeah. but they were writing an article on grand final day, two hours before or an hour and a half before the game kicks off. I flick on to uh, Twitter and refresh it, and Michael Chamings has got this story. About Ogden, I'm like, oh, on grand final day. Like, I mean, these, all yeah. of them. Look, it's it's terrible, and it looks bad for the game. But I blame the media as well. Like, <laughs> what do you, like? We just, I just said that Ophi Ogden has been mediocre at the Bulldogs. So he's been mediocre at the club that's run second larks to larks to larks two years. Has won six games in two years, and you're writing that news story two hours before the NRL grand final. Mm. Like, in the overall scheme of things, the media, particularly Channel 9 and Fox in particular, and I'm not throwing them under the bus because I didn't actually hear anything on Channel 9, but this is more a bigger issue than just this one thing. The media partners need to do more to not protect the game, but to aid the game in growing than they currently do. Shitting all over the game constantly is not the way to go. Like, who cares if a below-average rugby league player has been caught with a low level of drugs two hours before the LRL game. Uh, mm. Two hours before the LRL grand final. Surely no, was... no, surely no one cares two hours before the LRL grand final that a player that probably most people watching the grand final haven't even heard of has been caught with a small amount of drugs, allegedly. Mm. Well, you, you get my point? Like, there's no... I just think media point. as well. Just wait till the next day to report on it or whatever. Or report or on it when... yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be not just, um, you know, media. They're supposed to be partners in the game, for freak's mm. sake. Can I add just there? Like, I actually think it was very uh, well put together, and it's a fair argument. But can I just go on their side just for one second? Yeah. Just to see their counterattack would be, why are the players doing something stupid after yeah. the season? Like, that would be their thing. Like, why is Ophir Gjogden, who in particular, like, you know, you out of all of them, you would have to say Ogden, who's been told he's not wanted by the club. You know, mm. he's got to do everything right. Apparently, he wanted to become a, pl- a police officer, but said in the story that was something that he was potentially going to look into after his career, which could come in gone. As, you know, they would be saying, why are they doing something stupid in particular? Him, who's got no contract for next year. Like, he's got to impress everyone Yeah, from the get-go. That, he's got no job security. That's all good points. But... It doesn't change the fact that they're writing on negative NRL no, in the yeah. same sentence to get clicks instead of being actual partners in the game. And it's not just this one 
topic. Yeah, Ogda Hifi, Ogda Zilaron, whatever comes to where we should get. But, like, who wants to read that shit two hours before grand final kickoff? Mm, oh, I actually just read the headline. Average fans, ordinary sports fans don't care. The average mm. LRL fan won't know who he is. People that do know who he is are, are that engaged in what's happening at the at Suncorp Stadium for the grand final. No, it's, just, it's just really poor. But look, at the end of the day, Tim Smith uh, gets arrested for drugs down the road. It doesn't come up that he used to play reserve A-League. Mm. Like, and no. it's not just not just this one topic. Uh, I remember a story a couple of years back now linking the NRL to a, a murder because a guy once played two trial games for one for club 12 yeah. years previous. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well, the Brisbane, they just, yeah, yeah, they just yeah. link anything they can to the NRL for a click. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, and to be honest with you, I uh, flicked on Twitter just as I think it was waiting for the entertainment when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just put it on there because I put it on the social media because it was thing. And I actually didn't really read the article apart from the start. I just read the headline and then the start mm. of um that. And I was like, I'll read that one later. And then I forgot mm. to read it that night because I was so wrapped up in like, oh, did that pass, if that pass hit, would Souths win? Or like, if he didn't grab a kick or whatever, like happened, or what if, what if, what if, or if Adam Reynolds kicked that goal at the end, extra time, like it was all those what if type of moments that I was thinking about. It was not until the next day that when I looked at it, I went, oh yeah, forgot about that. Better give that a read and read it properly. But yeah, I do actually agree with you 100%. Um, I was just, just jumping on yeah. the other side and saying that's what they would, you know, argue yeah. back. But let's we'll move on with... Some signing news. There's two players coming. Yeah. Uh, one from the Melbourne Storm, Max King. Yep. Good name. Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max King. reminds me of Max Power a little bit. Yeah, actually, we actually read that next week. <laughs> Accidentally, okay. Yep. So for those the um the average NRL fan, now we're speaking about them. They won't know who Max King is, and the average Bulldogs fan probably doesn't know who Max King is. He's played 50 NRL games, 38 with the Gold Coast and uh, 12 with the Melbourne Storm. It's a Over bit of a five years. Yeah, bit of a character. Um he yep. plays in the the pack um and uh but yeah, he seems like a really top I suppose like it just looks like a top guy on just going by social media. Um mm. looks it's like good it, to see the Bulldogs returning to old habits and signing second rowers. <laughs> well, is he a second row? Is he a prop? <laughs> Uh, I think he is the second row that could play okay. in the front row. So there, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting to see how he develops. Uh, he played during, at the Titans when the Titans were going for a real rough patch, so got a lot of experience up there. Um, did okay in his time at Melbourne, but was never a constant player at Melbourne. So let's see how he goes up at the Bulldogs when um, maybe presented with a couple of opportunities. Mm, he'd be definitely looking to push for a bench spot, like um, which is a good thing because he'd be pushing the likes of... Uh, you know, John Aziata, um, Arvis, him and FN guy. Um, yeah. Well, how old did you say it was? 23 or 24? I think he's 20. There. I'll double check that, but I'm pretty mm. sure I looked at him the other day and he was 24 years of age. So well, as a second rower slash front rower, he's coming into that period where he'll start to play his better football. So not too many forwards play really good um, before 23, 24. So mm. coming yeah. into that mid-20s, he might be just about primed to go into his best form of his career, which would be good to watch. So let's back him and hope he does well. And the other signing, Scotty, was from the South City Rabbitohs, uh, Braden Burns. Yeah, uh, interesting one because he was he got injured uh, against the Bulldogs last year yeah. at Bankwest Stadium. Um, he's had some... Horrid injuries, but he's a talent. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. We've got Aaron Shop, 
we've got Brent Naden, uh, who's claiming we're going to win a premiership with him. Uh, we've got Braden Burns. Then you've got the likes of Corey Allen, and you've got Jaden Ockenball, and Nick, obviously Nick Kotrick, Josh Adekar. Mm. Um, in your backs, they all got to fit. There's seven of them who you could probably argue are NRL quality. And then you've got f- yeah. f- four or five of them who have got potential to be elite or are already elite actual outside backs. Um, yeah. So there is some depth in that position. Like, you know, I start to think and I'm like, is um, is J- Jen Ockenborg going to make the New South Cup side next year? That's how much. No, but that's, I'm not. Well, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's the plan, to be honest. I think we had this conversation on the podcast a few weeks back. Uh, certain players are going from being in a situation where they're the starting winger to being in a situation where they're the starting winger for the Mounties uh, just because of the quality that we've brought in above them. So it's up to them to um, to make the moves, especially somebody like Jaden Lockenbaugh, who if you listen to this podcast, you might think that we're a bit harsh on him. But um, when you look at those names that you just mentioned... To be fair, those players are going to get first shot. Mm. So oh. even if even if those players don't play trials football, they're going to be there round one, unless if they're injured. So um, <clears throat> that's right. So I think that's the the reality for somebody like Jada Lockwood. Does he turn into a Jamal interest and try to be a second rower? No, Who knows? Uh, interesting um, signing. I got... think it's a back to Braden Burns. <laughs> interesting yeah. signing. I think it's a really good signing because. Um, as you said, he's definitely had the potential. Uh, he's even shown the like he could be elite on the field. He's had some really good games for Souths. Um, I'm surprised they let him go with, with Dale Gargo going. But this is not a Souths podcast. <laughs> um, but I think uh, there's been talk that Aaron Chop won't start the season next year uh, through shoulder injuries that he sustained this year. Um, so I think having someone like Braden Burns who... Probably it's a bit similar to shot, the way they play. No, that's what I was. Yeah. yeah it c- got... creates competition in those centres, though, too. I think we talked just before hitting record. It's shot, Nathan and um, Burns, who you could argue all three deserve a starting spot, will be up against each other. Three doesn't fit into two. Um, mm. So some great competition there, especially for, like, Brent Nathan, who played most of the year in reserve grade or... Actually, there wasn't a reserve grade, was there, <laughs> um, for most of the year. Most of the year outside of the, the pair for starting lineup. So it shows him as well. He doesn't just get to come over to the Bulldogs and walk into a centre position. He's got some competition. Mm. And it's interesting. I've just pulled up uh, Braden Burns. So if you read the um, the Bulldogs release, they keep often putting winger there. And it could just be... A uh, person who's just writing the, I suppose, the article for the website, and yeah, just use the word winger instead of outside back. Or, um, but he's played a, so he's played forty NRL games for ten tries. He's played eleven yeah. of them on the wing, and twenty four at centre with five coming off the interchange bench. So I mean, there's definitely potential, but that's another thing. Could we see a potential Naden, Shop, and Burns in the same back line? Oh, of injury it's hit, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I, I, don't, I mean, it could, it think... wouldn't overly shock me if one of uh, a player decides they want to leave. Yeah, perhaps. But let's um, park that conversation there a little bit, Scotty, because later in this episode, we probably should have said this at the start. We're going for our 17s, our best 17 for uh, next round. So we'll get to that a bit later. 
Alrighty, it's time for Scotty and myself to give you our best or well, starting 17 players for next season. How are we going to do this? Scott will go through his 17. We've named our team separate from each other. Um, but Scott will go through his 17 players. Any players that I have that are different, um, which we've found out is only four differences <laughs> uh, just, just before hitting record. So any differences, uh, we'll have a quick discussion about uh, and then move on from there. Then we'll have a discussion about the overall team at the end of going through the lineup. So, Sweet. Scotty, take it away. Who you got at fullback? I got Matt Dufty at fullback. Yep. So, this is one of those positions that we disagreed with straight off the bat. You've gone with Matt Dufty. He's on the one year deal. Um, I've gone with Corey Allen. So, I've gone. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about Matt Dufty with his attacking game, with his speed, his agility. Um, but the reason I've gone Corey Allen, I think, is more to do with the length of length of deal that Matt Dufty has got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, Matt Dufty will have to force his way. He'll have to do something to force his way into the starting lineup. So I've gone with Corey Allen. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've gone with Matt Dufty um, purely just based on, you know, what you said, uh, the speed, the excitement, you know, he's, I think he, you know, could potentially like complement some of the, um, the backs. And I don't think Corey Allen had a, Great season, and I didn't even name him in our tw- my twenty-one. I mean, the seventeen. Mm-hmm. So um, I know we're only doing the seventeen, but I put some reserve ones just to think about. Um, but yeah, I've well, I sort of that. agree with you. I sort of agree with you there. If you're not going to have him at fullback, he's probably like in your twenty-one. Mm. But I, I've got him. I've got him just ahead of Dufty, and Dufty has to. If I'm the coach, Dufty has to prove to me that he deserves a spot over Allen. No, fair enough. The other he's... way around. Fair enough, I suppose, mm. with the, the attitude tag, I suppose. I mean, rightfully or wrongfully, that not too well. sure. Um, mm-hmm. That could play into Alan's hands. Um, and Duffy's got to, you know, turn up on training early, do those little extras and, you know, do those tiny things and just be a real club player. I mean, sure, um, you know, knock on wood, we're, not, we're only hearing reports from, obviously, the Dragons and what's happening there. Mm. But... Um, I suppose if you have that tag around you, you've got to try to shake it off. And if, rightfully or wrongfully, if he's got that tag, he's got to might have to do extras because of that tag. Alrighty, let's run through the outside backs of the Haas. We are in agreement on these ones, so let's just name them, Scotty. Yeah, so I got Josh at a car on the wing. I got Brent Naden at centre with uh, partnering Aaron Shop. I've got Nick Kotrick yep. on the other wing, and then I've got Burton and Flanagan uh, partnering on the halves next year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I got Kotrick in Jersey 2 and Adekar in Jersey 5, but it's the same lineup there. <laughs> uh, so let's continue through. We'll come back to the outside backs at the end into the front row. Yep. So I've got Luke Thompson at number, uh, starting the prop, uh, Jerry Marshall King at hooker, and I've got Paul Vaughan, the, the next Dragons recruit, uh, starting a prop yep. with Tomo. So there's one change here for me. I've got Marshall King at hooker and Thompson as one of the starting props, but my other starting prop, I've gone with Ava Sinamanafungo. I think Paul Vaughan, uh, while he will um, be able to provide some benefit to the Bulldogs, I feel like he has slowed down quite a lot, um, and you don't want that to start the game, in my opinion, so he can come on uh, and just sort of become like a defensive um strength it up, I suppose, in the middle of the game Ooh. while the starting players are off. Um, and I feel like he could get um, gassed quite quickly, especially in the opening of games. So that's why I went with Arba Sinamana Fungi to start. 
Um, but I do have Paul Vaughan on my bench, and I know that you have Sila Melafunga on your bench. So we're not too far apart there. We just started with one, not the other. Mm. Yeah, that's actually interesting because I agree with some, like a lot of the stuff you said about Paul Vaughan. You know, quite, like an origin player, what, three years ago, two, three years ago? Great prop. Um, still getting those meters and turning those meters. I have a feeling, or oh, I had a thing, is like Luke Thomas is that type of prop where I'll use him for that 25, 30 minutes, where Paul Vaughan, I wouldn't be too bad to, you know, knock him off at 18 or 20 minute mark and, you know, take him straight off, you know, for Arva. I have him there because I feel like Arva, for something, I just like what he brought off the interchange bench this year. And it was almost like not a, an insult. Like, you know, some people go think you've been benched, you know, it's not the best position. But Arva tightens up that um, thing and he brings some energy onto the field, especially defensively. Like, we versed Melbourne, he clobbered a few of them just, and you heard the cracks around the stadium. And I, I felt he brings something onto the field, and I felt Arva's more effective off the bench. So I felt like it was more of a playing into Arva Simon and Fengai's hands than Paul Vaughan. But I also think Paul Vaughan is better at starting. Okay. I don't think he, yeah, I feel like Arva adds more impact well, interesting. to the defensive. Interesting point. We'll get to it when we get to the bench, but I've got three other players bringing my energy off the bench. Fair. No, it's fair. Yeah. Rounds. Yeah. It's All right. So that was the that was the front row section. Let's go into the back row, Scotty. Uh, yep. I think we're in the green again. Yeah, we are. So I got obviously Josh Jackson, the skipper, at number eleven. I think it's mm-hmm. you know time now that we don't need him in the middle. Um, I think he yep. can run. I still think he's got uh, the ability to run holes. Um, but anyway, I got Heverington at the other second rower, and I got Tevita Pengo Junior. So we've agreed on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see Jack Everton get an extended run in the second row after seeing what he had against the West Tigers. He wasn't just better than his normal performances. He was, like, really, really impressive and had a huge impact in that position. So looking forward, hopefully, to see him play that position more going forward. Uh, Josh Jackson, yeah, put him back in his second row position. And Tavita Pegai Jr. comes into lock. Um that explosive lock forward, the mm. Tamalolo lock forward with a bit more pace, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Um, that, it's interesting because of the fact, and I'll go through the bench first, Scotty, because of this is going to tie in in just a moment. Because of the fact that I have, or we have, Hevington in second row and Pengai at lock to start the game, I've only got one prop on my bench, and that's Arva Sinamatafunga. You could play with... Uh, your rotation throughout a game to move Heverington in and out of the front row to be the Pengar Jr. in and out of the front row as well. And I think if you look at some of the more successful teams this year, the starting lock has tended to uh, go into the middle of the field and play, or lock into the middle of the field, but shift into that prop forward position after about 20 minutes and an impact player comes on at lock. Mm, okay. Or in Melbourne's case, Brendan Smith jumps over to lock and Harry Grant plays hooker. Mm. Um, so that that's come into my calculations for calculations for the bench as well. So I've already said Arvas Hidden Fungi is on my bench. No, he's um, starting for you. Then, no, that's right. Sorry, I read my own notes wrong. Uh, Paul Vaughan is on my bench. Um, and then my energy players, I've got John Asiata, Jackson Toppany, and Jake Avarillo. Yeah. So uh, the differences that you have, you have Raymond for Talamarin in for Jackson um Topany. So pretty similar I, sides. Uh and I think I don't you can talk about why you picked your bench in a moment, but I think even even if you got Jackson or Raymond playing, it's pretty similar. 
um, in the fact that you need to rotate Heverington. Maybe Heverington comes off as your first, second row interchange and comes back as a prop. Um, Tavina Pegar Jr. can push into that prop forward position while Asiata goes into lock and plays that little bit of ball playing utility type role out there as well. Um, and then you've got Jake Averillo for me, who's a, a backup for your hooker. Uh, and also a HIA for any of your outside backs. And Huss, yeah. No. So, yeah, I went... Obviously, I mean, I guy, obviously, is the only difference in the interchange bench, Paul Vaughan, but I said that earlier. Um, if you listen, just purely... I think he adds something defensively and really, you know, really, really underratedly strong player. Um mm-hmm. Rainford-Tamara, obviously a big risk. Um, I would have, if Rainford-Tamara is not fit, and we've obviously covered the news, just because the only reason we covered the news is because he uh, potentially has a career-ending injury, um, but then yeah. he could also be available round one. It's one of those toss-up 20, in the air type of things. 20% chance, if you haven't heard, 20% chance of retirement at this stage. Yeah. So the reason mm. I was going to cover that is Jackson Topini would come in to the bench if that plays mm-hmm. a part, or if Raymond can't play round one. For those who are wondering if Raymond's not available, that's where I would go. But Raymond for time, if everyone's actually fought two years ago. Uh, he played uh, prop off the bench for a while. Um, he played right in the middle middle of the field, and I thought he was quite effective as prop as well. So he adds a bit of um, versatility and just in that pack stuff. Um, he actually credited the team credit it to Dean Pay when he moved him into the front row. He said, you're big enough, strong enough, just run it. And that got him better at second row when he eventually moved back to the back row was, if I take the strengths of being a prop onto the back row, and that's what sort of, I've gone with yeah. that as well. Asiata, I mean, I'm, you know, everyone talks about Burton and, you know, um, Josh had a car, but I'm excited to see Asiata play. I think, you know, yep. he adds the difference. And I think, you know, bench, Asiata to me is just a bench prop and that's not an insult or insult by any stretch of the imagination. That's because he can come on. He can come on for... Uh, he'd probably be second change for me, probably for Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson's got that good leg speed. Asiata, he's got those hands. He's got those ball uh, ball work. And then when you think he's tackled, he's popped an offload to a good player. So, like, as he just creates headaches for coaches before halftime yeah. or and after halftime. So that's thing. And Avrilo, well, you said it earlier. Like I can't add anything else yep. for the Avrilo part, um, apart from causing more headaches at hooker. Well, so, the way you want to play as the other at props, yeah, the way I want to play him at lock anyway. So, not oh, yeah. <laughs> not too dissimilar anyway. There. Okay. So the only lot of positions that we've um, haven't touched on because we fully agreed was the outside backs and the halves. <laughs> so we've gone from earlier. Let's have a little bit of discussion around why we've gone that. We'll actually start with the halves, see if there's only two of them. You've got Matt Burden at 5'8 from Kyle Flanagan at halfback. Now, the reason I've gone that way is still going for a Bailey Beyonde Odo or uh, uh, a Brennan Wakeham is because I think, and touch wood, I'm hoping Flanagan's going to have a big year uh, with Burton inside him. The pressure will be off Flanagan, and most of the attention will be on Burton. Um, they do play different styles, so I'm hoping those two gel really well together. And I think that has our that is our best halves combination from a potential point of view. Mm. Talent potential. I, yeah. I, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you out there. No, no. I've gone with Burton, obviously, at 5'8". I mean, you just see what he's done for Pen- I know he's played a lot of his Penrith time, obviously, at centre. And, like, centre of the year, by the way. Congratulations to him winning that on the week of the grand final. Yeah. Um, Surprised by that. I I was, but I actually picked him when I found out the nominations. 
I can pick the centers <laughs> of the year, but I don't think anyone really cares. Um, Matt Burton, you know, freak player. Play him at center. You'd probably play him at prop and you would still impact in the game in a good way. Um, but Burton, first he's got the left foot kick. He hooves yeah. the ball. He could kick it from your own. He could probably kick it from the try line to the other try line on the on a dime for you. Um, he's just got a long kick, a good short kicking game as well. And Flanagan is probably the most like Nathan Cleary, if when he if, if he, he plays his confidence and yeah, good to, yeah, that's right. If he plays yeah. his potential, I agree. And I think someone like Matt Burton. I think Matt Burton is just a natural footballer. Like you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but you know. The comparisons to Brad Fittler's step and stuff, and you know you don't want to add that he's Matt Burton, and now he, that's who he is. He's Matt Burton. He's not thing, but you look at some of his strengths in his game, and you could pinch a little bit from this player and a little bit from this player, and he's got the potential to become Matt Burton. Like when people want to be actually Matt Burton, um, yeah, that's what the thing. And I feel like having someone like that. We had Avrilo play, who you know didn't add any you know, different type style of kicking or any of I think like if we're under pressure and we've got three bad tackles in a set and we're not making any go for it, Burton will just heave the ball down the field and you could almost yeah. win games off his kicking and that would take away from Flanagan. He doesn't need to heave the ball. I don't think Flanagan's got that quite as a big boot where Flanagan can go, okay, then now I can worry about placing and where I want my forwards to be and then not worry about if yeah. things go wrong because Burton's there if things go wrong in the set. To kick the ball, yeah. and Flanagan can start just not worrying as if everything goes right. Flanagan's there, you know, and I feel like there's so much potential in Flanagan, and um, he probably, I like I said, I think he was let down by the, more of the coaching staff and with confidence and stuff um, than anything. So that's why I've gone with them too. All right, so outside backs, the two wingers are Kotrick and Adakar, uh, and the two centres we've gone both with is Naden and Shop. So let's go through that. I think Josh Adakar doesn't need much. <laughs> reason why he's the winger he's probably the best winger in the game consistently over the last five years at least so I don't think we need to touch on that too much Nick Kotrick was probably a competitor competitor for Adokar uh, up until um, moving across the Bulldogs having a few injuries and uh, experimenting at centre as well so I almost feel like Nick Kotrick is a new player next year <laughs> in yeah. some ways so that will be interesting too uh, it's good too because you've got the, the pure speed and uh, excitement about a car and the size of Nick Kotrick on the wing, strength as well mm. anything to add for the wingers there Scotty or disagree oh, with? Nothing I disagree with, just the only thing I'd probably add is when you see Nick Kotrick play on the wing for the Bulldogs, I mean definitely not the year that he was hoping for but I feel like he went up and standard of the team looked better, just naturally looked better. Yeah. Like he was doing kick returns anyway at centre when he was playing. And then when he was just purely on the ri- the wing, sorry, and just focused, just being there, defending and everything, I feel like it was just yeah. better for him and not just for He's him. Definitely for the a team. Yeah, definitely yeah, better absolutely. for the He's team. He's not a centre. Um, Naden and Shop, the only thing I want to add is like both of them, you've got Brandon Burns there. Like, you know, only a couple of days we didn't know he was coming and now he's... Signed, sealed, delivered, and he's got a two-year contract. I remember joking about this before. A lot of these players have got one-year contracts who've signed with the club this year. Paul Vaughan, Matt Dufty, Max King. Mm. Um, they've got a lot of proving to do if they want to you know, stick around. Braden Burns has got a two-year contract, so um, I wouldn't be overly... I know Brent Aiden's got the same contract as well, uh, length time. Yeah. Uh, anyway... I don't be overly surprised if Braden Burns, you know, he's if he's not in the the top two centers. He's very, very close to being there. And don't be so shocked if he has a really good preseason. He's got one of those stories. It feels like almost a Bryson Goodwin type of story, but not to that extreme mm. where he took over Matt Utai. That Brandon cool. Burns only needs a good offseason, and then he's the starting center, and he could be your number one. He could go from your number three to number one, just like just like that. That's how 
Yeah. And I can't can't remember if I said it to you before we were recording or earlier in this episode, but um having laid and shop and burns mm. uh when all fully fit, it's gonna create uh competition. So Brent Naden doesn't get to walk into the Bulldog centre position, he's gotta fight for it. Uh, Aaron Shop, um, just because he had a good year in a team that ran Larks last year, doesn't automatically get a jersey. Braden Burns, uh, similar deal. Um, he has to fight for the jersey. So for the three of them fighting for it, um, that could switch and move and we'll see who the best two are throughout the year. Mm. Saying that though, it does sound like Shop may miss the start of the year. So if we're looking at round one team, it's probably more likely to be Naden and Burns at this point, I would say. Mm. Um, but at, we're doing full strength sides, so native yeah. shop. Looking forward to watching shop continually um, develop, though. Absolutely, uh, in the first grade, um, really good to watch that. He's so impressive in his first year. Uh, even though I just talked it down a little bit <laughs> for the wooden spooners, but he was so impressive in what he did. I can't wait to see how that goes. We've given him massive reps before. Brent Naden had a massive year two years ago. It was solid in every game he played this year for Penrith. Um, and hopefully it does sound like he learned a lot from his uh, indiscretion last year. Um, and he's become a better person for it too. So mm. it's going to be real, real exciting. Interesting to see. I think Naden and Adokar will probably hit it off. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, the personalities. Um, I'm not sure uh, who's going to be teamed up with who, but um, I'm sure those two might be might be our uh, people that are across the social media personalities <laughs> out out in the uh, in the community there. So yeah, that is the well the lineups that we've come up with. We haven't disagreed too much. So if you disagree, um, send us in what you would like to see or what um, you think will happen, uh, and we'll probably talk more about it if you guys do that next time, whatever next time is. Uh, apart from that, is there anything else you want to touch on, Scotty, for next year? I just want to go the um those just those centers we're talking about Naden Shop um, Burns yeah. um don't Naden played a lot of wing for Penrith this year and just saying this as a um obviously I give it almost zero chance that he's going to start on the wing and Burns has played a fair bit of wing for South either off the bench or um as a starting winger himself most of his career's been center but they've played and they've both been quite effective when they've both played on the wing so not just the fact that they're you know, buying spots for center. They're also, you know, pushing to be that first. If a winger drops, you, I mean, you've got Tuikato and knock on wood, Kemp's fully fit and ready next year. We, we hope all the best for him. And we've got Jaden Ockenbaugh, who's playing on the wing. But I wouldn't be overly shocked if, like, knock on wood, no injuries, but if Adokar had to miss one or Kotrick had to miss one on the wing, Braden Burns or even Naden, whoever doesn't make the side, comes in on the wing. And you've gone, wow, like, you've you've already got Ockenbaugh, who, you know, on his days a good finisher and a good target under the high ball. And obviously Tui Katoa, who just looked like he was becoming more of a natural NRL player. He just looked getting yeah. better and better this year that you just go, well, we, you know, just picked the center from reserve grade because they're so versatile. Those two boys. That's right. Well, we all know that player number 18 is the fans is the members. Uh, so Scotty, before we say goodbye, do you want to run through your Jersey 19 to 22? Yes. Yeah, so I had, uh, Joshua Cook, uh, the young South Sydney hooker. I thought, you know, this is, I reckon he's got the potential of being massive. a long term. Yeah, massive wraps on him. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. He was supposed to get the start this year if it wasn't for injury. Um, 
and the, the young uh, Greek international jumped in his spot. Um, so very interested to see how he develops as well. Also known as Cookie. So we might have Cookie versus Cookie next year at some point. Oh, there you go. Um, I wouldn't be overly shocked if he able to jag a bench spot, by the way, either. Um, then I've yep. gone with Braden Burns and yep. the reserve Just list. Spoke about him. Yeah. Um, then I've gone with uh, Jackson Topini. And yep. then Bailey Biondiodo for the yep. final one to be the half and all. Yeah, I think Bailey falls into the same sort of area as Aaron Shop. Very, very impressive season this year. Looking forward to see how he develops further going forward. Still, uh, it was eligible for, well, started the year in Jersey flag this year. So um, maybe a year as mainly reserve grade will be will do wonders for his long-term um, mm. long term development. You know what's what's really exciting, though, Scott, doing this little, this little exercise and I think it's the thing that we can look forward to as Bulldogs fans, is that for the first time in a while, it was hard to fit in the players, all the players I wanted to fit in, into the 17. No, agreed, because we left out Braden, well, I left out Braden Burns from the 17 just to start off with, and we spoke about him. But then I've yep. looked at the ones who I didn't add in the 21. I didn't add Corey Allen, and I like Corey Allen. You yep. know that. Um, yep. I didn't add Corey Waddell. I didn't add Joe Stimson. I didn't add Brandon mm. Brandon Wakeham. Sorry. Um, yeah. There's some pretty decent, you know, players there. We're building building some depth. I'd like to see a little bit more depth in front row, just a little bit. Um, but I think overall the balance is looking really good. Ogden's gone, so um, perhaps we'll pick up another front rower somewhere. But we've got Max King as well, so. But yeah, well that's another one we've think. But I think that's our <laughs> yeah I think that's our top thirty done unless if um someone wants to be shopped around or not that they want to be shopped around or if someone's asking for a release or something. Um, I mean, that's could be something that could be a storyline, but let's not speculate because we don't know nothing about anything like that. But I think that's it. I think that's our top 30 locked and loaded. And we're saying bring on round 21, which is, Oh, bring on round 21, bring on 2022, <laughs> round one, round one in 2022. I'll bring that on oh. because I think oh. for the first time in a while, yeah, no, like, it's so keen. I think we're locked in. Like I think last year we're still, you know, recruiting Corey Allen for the off season and recruiting over here a little bit. Now it's like we're locked, loaded, and ready to, you know, ready just to dig in first week of November. Most of the players. Alrighty, Scotty. I think we'll leave it at that. Hit the socials and we'll be off. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would like for everyone, I uh, encourage everyone to, um, if you want to drop your teams in, if after listening to the podcast, because I'm sure we could uh, drop a few of those teams or see if there's any major differences from them. So our Twitter page is at NRL Bulldogs fans. Instagram is NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Our Facebook is NRL Bulldogs fans podcast. Or flick us an email if your team, NRL Bulldogs dot fans at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>